This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. Hello, Chris. Listener, you need to know the reason the vibe is off on this episode from beginning. Yeah. Or on, maybe. Maybe the vibe's on. Chris Fairbanks has shorn his mustache of maybe three years, five years? Yeah, and I it does my upper lip look thin and strange like a fish? It looks lonely and... Like it's in the snow. Yeah, the mustache did kind of bring a friendship between my <laughs> chin and eyes that uh, <laughs> it feels like I just look like a divorced dad now. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it'll get. I I have to. I had to do it. It's just every once in a while. I uh, you gotta start over again. That's right. Start fresh. Also, you did it for Halloween, right? For your yeah, costume. yeah, yeah. I can't be a mustached Elvis. On a toilet. No. Also, no. <laughs> in real life, uh, I, the mustaches are gross. If you really think about it, the trace amounts of food, there's probably bacteria. One sure. time in college, there was this guy that I was friends with, uh, mm-hmm. even though he had dreadlocks, a white guy with dreadlocks, and he put egg whites and things in them. Bugs sure. fell out of his dreadlocks and into his food, <laughs> and he got a stomach virus. Now, why could that not happen on a smaller scale with a mustache? It absolutely happens every day. But I think that your immune system and any man with a mustache or woman, um, you're eating just enough bacteria that you're becoming stronger and stronger. Uh, no one can kill you. I Soon. Yeah, I believe in that uh, wholeheartedly. I had, I had perfect attendance uh, in elementary school, and I do believe it's because I played in a sandbox that was riddled with cat poop, and I never got sick <laughs> once. All these brags. What You're just adding in brags. The, but Yeah, but they're disgusting. So is it really a brag if it makes me gross? I don't know, man. Cool friend with dreadlocks. I uh, I'm just throwing that in there. So. We need to introduce our guest. We no, forgot I know. to tell we, him. We didn't. We didn't. Sorry. Uh, did I? We, was I not supposed to talk? No, no. <laughs> we we do the. Uh, we did a bad job of prepping you. That is on us. Do it. You you are hearing the voice now of our our, our very good friend. He does clubs and colleges across the country. He's a hilarious comedian. Put your ears together for Matt Bronger, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. 
There it is. Now we understand what's happening. Yeah, sorry. Now we get it. That's not, that's not, we usually were like, Matt, uh, before we get started, Karen and I usually talk uh, two to three minutes. Oftentimes, oh, okay. that's a little speech. No, that's a speech we're supposed to give you. That's Why would we us. just assume you? I got that? you. I got you. Don't, 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 don't feel bad, guys. Please, it's um, okay. I, I do. I, I feel terrible. Also, because I think <laughs> I was thinking about the last time you were in the car with us, and in my mind, that was recently. And no joke, it was probably eight years ago. So so long ago. It was yeah. so long ago. Yes. Because uh, yeah. I was like, oh, he remembers. Like, yeah. And then also the car setup is completely different than yeah. a Zoom setup. Nothing yeah. about that track. And, and I feel like after all we've been through, it feels twice as long as it actually was, <laughs> where it's like, you know, I feel like, Karen, you and I are like just these uh, on on like a, a ghastly level of elderly for some reason in a movie. <laughs> and we're, we're in Adirondack chairs. And we're sitting there and we have our our me- our dram, the amount we're medically allowed of alcohol or marijuana yeah. or whatever, just sitting there. Oh. And and there's a nurse that's watching us. And one of us looks, the other one goes <laughs> and just goes, remember us then. And we, we and we laugh oh, like our skeletal bodies are shit. And no one knows why we're laughing. That's how after all that's we've us. been through, it just feels like. And Chris, you're the same. You're it's the three of us. It's like cocoon. Before yeah. you, before you found out that people in Cocoon were like in their forties or yeah, whatever yeah. they were, <laughs> so depressing. I'm in the background swimming in the pool, getting that sweet, sweet alien energy. Yeah, you're like the Don Amici. You're like the incredibly fit old guy. You're like the guy it's, who's who's you know just annoyingly ripped. You know, <laughs> you're, you're the <laughs> Kurt Douglas. Alive. <laughs> Don Amici. He did have the best breakdance moves in that hilarious scene where they just start breakdancing. That yeah. is. That is a note. You're right, though. That when you first find out Wilford Brimley was just 52 in that, and then oh they show you a picture. Of, yeah, he was just 52, and then I'm they show a picture you. of Tom Cruise at 52 oh hanging God. out of an airplane. It's just two different <laughs> styles of humans. That's I, all. I, I was reading, um, I was remembering <laughs> I, when I read uh, uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes, the Red, Ray Bradbury novel about the you know traveling devil circus. And mm-hmm. The, the father's guilt that the that the evil forces play on is that he had a son at 40. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh, what what have I done? Like, he can't chase him and shit because the kid's like 12 now and, you know, yeah. he's 52. So he's about to die, you know, he was written in like the 60s or something. And like, I'm just howling remembering that because I had my kid at 46. Like, oops, oh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm utterly screwed. When that devil carnival comes, oh, you will yeah. not be able to handle <laughs> oh, it. The, the guilt that they'll they'll get out of me for sure. Your papery skinned arm reaching toward yeah. the knife. <laughs> <laughs> How is your child, Matt? She's great. Uh, she's uh, very, very, very strong and powerful. Uh, yes, physically. She was playing with uh, uh, John Roy's son Griffin, and she she tackled him. She tackled him like if. <laughs> Like if Ronnie Lott was like, like was in love with you and drunk, <laughs> like, and we were barbecuing and Rose just like grabs him and does the whole, the, the textbook hold and use your body weight to just make them fall back <laughs> and just, just didn't mean to, but just bop and Griffin's crying. And like, even now, anytime I bring her out there, she's like, Iffin, Iffin. I saw we. like, she says it to like no one oh. and it's the oh. sweetest thing. <laughs> But it's just like, honey, she didn't realize. Yeah, didn't know. She didn't know. Didn't she know. was trying to hug him. Yeah, <laughs> and then she, 
she fully on Lenny'd him from my yeah. of mice and men. <laughs> also, she's so little that she actually had never experienced falling backwards and getting hurt by it. Like she was like, "This will be fun." It's like being yeah. on the bed. Yeah, it's like that's how young she. Is. Oh yeah, I didn't feel anything. But yeah, because Griffin absorbed all of the weight and laying on his back on the pavement. Well, have you done this thing that all all dads have to do at some point with their uh, toddler? It's the trust fall where you stand behind them and then at the last minute you run away. And you, and you is scream, that just my childhood? You scream, that's life. And it's loud. <laughs> that's life. And, and it's going to get worse. Wait till you have to pay taxes. You scream, that's life. And you loudly open a beer. Like, just, oh, gosh. So that just goes with their, <laughs> their, 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 their trauma and their memories. Yeah. It's making me think about when I was little and we would do stuff and get hurt. And my dad's response was like, it was it was basically you'd get yelled at for getting hurt. Where it's just like, right. what the hell are you doing? See, I told you. Hey, slow down. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, I'm crying. And like, there's a big gash on my arm. But like, yeah. it's basically like, learn your lesson. <laughs> just yeah. like, it's so nice that parenting has evolved in the in the last 50 years. So it's not so fucking intense for well, children. I will say, they always say you can't react with how you really feel, which is, oh my God, oh my God. You know, don't, because yeah. then they're just like, holy shit, it's worse than I thought. You <laughs> yeah, have to be and like, then they cry. You have to be yeah. like, well, that, whoa, well, that happened. Hey, hey, you know, pick them up and kind of <laughs> yeah. move them around. So kind of, you know, but I, <laughs> I start, a weird hack. <laughs> I, start, I certainly wouldn't be like, oh, what the fuck, Rose? You, know? <laughs> you wouldn't go with the Jim Kilgariff style? Okay. I mean, it's your choice. It's a modified version. I, I, I do appreciate his style, his tough love yeah. style. I don't know that I, because nowadays when I see parents like talk to their kids, like they're already adults and everything has to be a discussion and their yeah. opinions have to be considered with adult mm -hmm. decisions. I'm like, just... Like I shouldn't have an opinion because I I have no child, but I'm getting ready to. If and if and one knocks on the door, sure. Uh, yeah, just sometimes you have to be like, because I'm the dad. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, when a kid is hurt, yeah, I I it I would always care well, about that. I'm just impressed by their resilience. Like every kid I see, I just bank its face off the edge of a door frame <laughs> and then be like, ah, ah, and like what? Like, it's just they're they're made of nerf. It, it's only until someone. Really, you know, Kara, uh, uh, Kara wasn't home and I was bringing Rose, she was running down the hall and she just full on went in like face, just gung to the point where you hear the door, like the wall shake mm. face and oh, gets no. up and is like, ah, like crying. But then I got her in the apartment and then she just like, oh, she's fine. And then running around. But the craziest shiner. Oh, the wow. Craziest. Oh, no. Where That's I'm, dangerous. I'm worried for me. Yeah. Right. Like people will think. <laughs> I full-on belted this two-year-old. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's bring her to the grocery store and get some weird looks. And, they, and the, the old excuse of, I ran into a door. Yeah, she, really right. she did. <laughs> she did. Yeah. I mean, I took her to daycare, and like the the her daycare is the funniest daycare. All the women wear the, these like neon nurse scrubs, and they play all, like they speak Spanish to them and stuff. It's it's great. But they were they they are so honest. They're just like we were so glad that didn't happen with us. <laughs> yes. yes. And I was like, I uh, oh, thank you for saying that because you know you pick your kid up and it's just like, well, I don't know, oh. I guess, right? You know, uh, we hit her with a car uh, <laughs> by mistake. So, yeah, so scary, so scary, so, so scary. scary. Did you have to like baby proof your place when she's first learning to walk? Did you have to cover corners with pads and stuff? 
we did that with uh, the fireplace and like right. plug, plugged up all the um, the sockets. But like a lot of it, and like you you have those those cinches, those kidnapping cinches yeah, yeah, yeah. on all the <laughs> kidnapping on, on, on all, all the cupboards, all the cupboards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, you don't actually use those because then you have to <laughs> clip them every time. Oh, I forgot. Fuck. Where? Did, yeah. Dishwashing liquid every time yeah. I snip it. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just other than that, like we read, read up on it, but it's like, I wasn't going to live in a, in a foam house. Right. A lot of it is just kind of, I'm always here when she's here. So it's just corrective. No, 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 we don't do that. We don't do that. I do like your method of, uh, just immediately picking her up and moving her around. Like everything is an experience. Now you're moving (laughs) in the air in my arms. (laughs) Are distracted? (laughs) Okay. Run along. (laughs) <laughs> I can still remember babysitting my niece, who is now 15, uh, when she was like two or three years old and like w- accidentally slamming her fingers in her. We had this old fucking dresser that was my oh. like grandpa's dresser that then my sister had. And she it was just for the other adults to put her little baby, you know, onesies and socks or whatever into. And she was standing there and I was like trying to get it shut and then finally got it, you know, into its groove and just fucking boom. And she had been holding on to it. And it happened 12 years ago. And it gets to, I get a stomachache like once a month. I remind myself of it and then I can feel it in my body where I was just like, thank God I'm not a parent because you do it all day long. It's horrifying. My mom and I still think it's the funniest thing, but I think when I was four or five, my dad slammed my head in the trunk of uh, the Pinto station wagon we had. (laughs) And my dad is six foot six. He's taller than I am. He's shrunken a little bit. So we're about the same now. But, (laughs) you know, this was in his prime. This is like early 80s, you know. Uh, he's probably about 40 or something, still a strong, t- you know, tall man. And he says, we were ready to go for a trip. And he put all the bags away and I'd wandered in and got my big ass head in there. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, all right. You know, said something, you know, whatever. Santa Barbara, here we come. And, just, oh, gosh. <laughs> and like, and, like my, my, and my, and it was like, and he's like, uh, he's like, I'm, oh, oh my God. And like, I would bring it up and we'd laugh and laugh. And my dad, it took, probably 20 years a- after I was already, you know, 20 or whatever to him to be like, huh, yeah, Oh, that was, that was a scary day. He just wouldn't even crack a smile. Cause it's yes. just the, the trauma of yes, that. Truly. Like you have just abused, accidentally abused oh. a child and the pain, it's not something small. It's like, no. I slammed her fingers into a drawer. Oh, it's, yeah. it's horrifying. And yeah. Sickening. It, it's any, any extremity face, head, fingers, toes, like, ouch. My sister did the classic one of with Adrian's uh, baby at the time. He's now 27. Um, she was holding him and then just turned like this to say something and just smacked his head into the wall. Like she just like whipped around to do something. And she's like, I think about it all the time. Cause I, I admit went to her and was like, I slammed Nora's fingers in the door. And she immediately told me that story. She's like, I literally yeah. could have given Johnny brain damage. Like we, we know yeah. now he has a great job and everything's fine, but right. it was a scary, like, but kids are, have you ever seen the um, x-ray of, of like a baby's face where their teeth go all the way up toward their nose? So they just basically, it looks like they're wearing a little mask of yep. of calcium underneath their skin. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's an image I'm <laughs> going to avoid, but I have heard that. I guess but, I've I mean, never it's, visualized it. It protects it. them. Yeah. Like they're, they are more, they're very strong. 
Yeah, I mean, when Rose was being born, there were complications and we had this doctor that was like, she's so locked in. She's just like, she's like, all right, well, you know, like I, I got to get her out there. And, you know, did they got, they gathered around. Uh, and so they got her out all that jazz, but, uh, I'll never forget like the moment before that. And we're, it's like that moment where you're just like, uh, uh, is she okay? Is there, you know, why are there so many people in this room? And we had, you know, you bring a birth mix. So we just had like nineties R and B and all kinds of stuff. And, um, the doc, the doctor, the OBGYN who we were working with, she was like the one, uh, for some reason, like it was her and two young interns. She's around my, my age and my wife's age. And she's like, she's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta check. We gotta make sure this heart re- heartbeat is strong. Okay. The next couple seconds are going to be very important. It's fine. Keep breathing, keep breathing, keep pushing, keep pushing. Is this SWV? What? <laughs> and, and then her two interns are like, I don't know who that is. And she's like, you don't, are you fucking kidding? You don't fuck. All right. Push! Like it, was just, it was just this thing of it may, it actually, re- it relaxed me in the moment yes. where I'm just like, this person is so across it. This person yeah, has yeah. encountered literally everything that could or will happen. And it's just yes. like, let me take, excuse me. You know, I haven't heard this is a this is a sweet jam. Yeah. I haven't heard this in a little if if she remembers S SWV, that means she paid attention in medical school and she's she, yeah. really good doc. Yeah. That's right. She if cares. you remember that. She does. She mm-hmm. does. She does. Yeah. But yeah. also you're you're so right where the thing that's so scary, of course, to you guys as first time parents, like this is their job every day. They do yeah. they do eight of these and go home for dinner. This is yeah. standard fare and problems are standard fare. Standard fare. And they're it's it's all handleable. I love. It almost makes me go like, did she do that on purpose to be to basically bring the right. tension down? To be like, oh, this is a maybe not actually the emergency you think it is. By the way, hey, oh. <laughs> and if that's true, great, right? You know, I yeah. one of my favorite things. We, we were in that room for so long, and it was a nice big one. And this was during 2020, so we had to wear masks the whole time. Mm-hmm. But there was a um, a sign on the wall that was huge that spelled out everything like <laughs> if you've brought a doula here is what they are not allowed to do under any circumstance it may it just warmed my non new age medicine heart <laughs> well and as powerful as like the conviction of a like a specific type of new age person is right I do apologize because I was raised by a registered nurse. You do not fuck with nurses. And like nope. that's the doctors, whatever. You know that ner- that ner- a nurse printed that sign and put it up because yep. nurses are the ones that are actually doing stuff yes, up until the moment. Yep. And they're the one. It's like the importance of not introducing doubt into a process that is already so scary. Not that that's what I have no idea what doulas do in any meaningful way, but just that it's about being a team player. So it's like, well, then I guess you need to know the rules and then, you know, follow along. And, and, you know, to be fair, I'm sure 90% of doulas are just like, listen, I'm just here. You know, if you need me, I will talk you through. The doctor is the, is the boss. Well, yes. Because you, 
it's needed though thinking about how gross the the medical system can be where you right. come in like there's a doctor that's like well whatever I don't, you know that kind yeah. of thing where then just to argue the other side of yeah. how important it would be to have like a grandma style person woman right. who's done it a bunch of times and is like I know the tricks to get you to the point where then that doctor comes in and you deliver this baby yeah. there's a bunch of other shit that happens before that that's super scary super important and you know having a lady that that looks like your mom's friend is probably incredibly comforting, yes. you know, if yeah. they do it right. Yeah, and like I, I, uh, I appreciate the nurses were incredible, and their their human skills were amazing. Like at one point, I mean, my brain was broken. I didn't know what was down, what was up. Well before she even started giving birth or went into labor, I went and got us coffee, and I left Cedar Sinai and then got back in the building. Somehow, got back in the hallway and went right into the wrong room. <laughs> and there was a couple that had had the baby like an hour ago and she's breastfeeding no shirt husband there and i had two coffees hey i go oh i'm so sorry and i just turned and like and they just fell out laughing and i went to the hallway and a, and a nurse this male nurse is just staring at me shaking his head and i'm like i'm sorry please don't throw me out we're gonna have a kid and he's like i'm not gonna throw you out man just go to the right room and like, and you know, we both had a laugh, but it's like, I walked in on a half naked woman, sure. like that's holding scalding hot coffee, whoops, <laughs> new baby. Whoa. And then just start slowly falling yeah. forward. Yeah. Early trauma. <laughs> Early Jerry Lewis trauma in the hospital. <laughs> scalding baby. I feel, I feel, feel like. The funniest Jerry Lewis to me is Martin Short's Jerry Lewis. You oh, sent yeah. me, Matt, when you sent Dude, me that video of him. Scenes from an idiot's marriage is the funniest, <laughs> like, five minutes of it, of any TV. Like, the tender fella thing where he sticks the gas pump in his mouth. <laughs> ah! Just spraying gas, gas into his mouth. I still show that. I show that to ever since you sent me that out of nowhere. I still show that to some, someone monthly. Him coming out, well, if you don't know, Karen, it's it's uh, Mar uh, Jerry Lewis in uh, what was it, like uh, Tender Fella Mercies, and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. it's Robert Duvall, Robert Duvall Tender Mercies, but if it was Jerry Lewis in the Robert yeah. Duvall role, and he com he comes out of the, sh the shotgun shack, he drank away all his money, and he's been asleep <laughs> for three days, and, it, and the woman's like, um, "How are you feeling?" Is like, "Oi, I don't feel good so much," and it's like it's doing. He does, he does, it's it's angry, put upon Jerry Lewis, and then he just goes full-on wild. Physically batshit. So hilarious. Good. It's so goddamn good. Love that man. Yeah. Love that man. Yeah, that's yeah. from an old Showtime comedy special. Yeah, oh, that's really? what it was. His it was own? Showtime. Yeah. 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 So if he walked in on the on the topless woman, I think he would just yell, you know, like, you know, boobies or breasts, or, and he would just—he'd throw both cups in his face, in his own face, in his yeah. own face, he would just scald his own, oh, and just like <laughs> a burn for each boob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's terrific. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. How old's Rose? She's two. She's two years, two months. When you so, were in wow. the hospital and eight o'clock rolled around, even though you were standing right near nurses, did you still bang pots and pans together in <laughs> It, within the it's eight o'clock. Kang, kang, kang. <laughs> oh. I'm three feet away. I and we're back it. to Jerry Lewis. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I, uh, I just maintained a respectful distance, and whatever yeah. they told me to do, I did. That, yeah. that was it. That was it. Yeah, that's all it takes. There, and, and it was like nobody, you know, nothing's around that hospital besides, you know, a uh, couple retail stores and stuff and office right. buildings. So there were people would gather on the door, like when they change shifts, everybody would. Stop what they're doing and, and a round of applause. Sure, cool. You know, so that that was very cool. That was very cool at That's the entrance. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. That was nice. That's over now. Yeah, yeah. No we, more applause for them. Yeah, so insane. Yeah, my neighborhood really Echo Park really partied at eight, and it lasted about fifteen minutes. Where I live, no one did anything. It was silent. It was just, you could hear a pin drop. That's where it's just like, why is, if Hollywood is doing it, why aren't we doing it in the valley? Yeah. Um, so it, that's so crazy. But Because there was nowhere to park. That's that's what it was. Everyone, that's what it was. Yeah, I they were in their houses. Like, <laughs> it was almost like it was a way to celebrate the medical people, the fr- frontline people. But it was also a way to get out like the like, I think I might be going insane feeling. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's just like, ah! like that. It's yeah. a good release. Yeah. You're suddenly interacting in agreement with hundreds of people from a distance. Yeah. 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 But but it was that's what was really it cool. feels good. I, I was in during 2020. Uh, we were going to go up to drive up to Portland to see my folks to bring the baby up. And then. Uh, Oregon caught fire, I'm sure mm. you remember. Yeah. And then California caught fire because it was jealous. And then we were like, uh, this is a baby with developing lungs. Why don't we drive to Boston? And we drove oh. 3,300 miles with a six-week-old in an electric car with California plates during an election <laughs> year. Highly recommend. <laughs> and we got to uh, her little town outside of Boston, and we lived there as townies for about a month, month and a half. Oh, cool. And then we drove back, and we drove back through the South to stay warm, like did d- days ticking down, you know, to the day. And we were in a hotel in New Orleans when they called it for Biden. And oh, wow. Play, you know, like it's a blue dot in the reddest state there is. Yeah. Right. And it was everybody, everybody walking down the street was either partying their yeah. dick and butt <laughs> off. Yeah. Or had this blank stone face. There was right. no, you know, because this was before it was like, it was stolen before that whole thing was introduced. Um, it was just either I'm in the biggest heaven of my life or I am in the deepest shock of my life. Yeah, and I remember uh, that. But I, I wished I was, I, we, we both kind of wished we were in LA uh, weeks later because the stuff that jumped off, like um, uh, Demi, who shot that thing at that gas station where they're all standing on top of cars. Oh, and, wow. And that gas station is like a stone's throw from our house. Right. And I asked him about that. And he was like, he hadn't heard the news, but he goes out, he goes out in the balcony of his apartment and a man just walks into like the driveway area who's just walking around, just blaring a bagpipe. Just yeah. <laughs> like, and and Demi grabs whatever he had because he plays like nine instruments, like a flute, and just runs <laughs> and just starts jamming with him. Yes, and like I was like, oh, because I saw, I definitely saw some of that. Yeah. You know, people were was so like, happy that they reformed Rusted Root. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
That's the only way to express it. <laughs> <laughs> how else? <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- my street was dancing and kissing in the street and the bus couldn't get through, but the bus driver didn't care. They were like yep. cheering. I, I, I just, I have a pretty good video on my Instagram of everyone dancing to, I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. And they're the just, it was like, time. everyone's crying. It was, it was about a lot more than just Biden winning. It was like, oh my oh, God, it, we're around it people. It was pure relief. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had we had champagne with lunch and then <laughs> walked our baby through the quarter and got daiquiris and like we're nice. like let's just go to the hotel and then grab like some dinner somewhere, I don't care yeah. where. It was more we felt more, you know, we had this kid to keep alive so we couldn't go nuts, but it was like we also <laughs> we also just were just like I just felt a a, a deep uh, a bone deep exhaustion yes. from the last 4 years. And uh I remember um because the night before we were in, oh God, it's it's in the Ozarks and it's like the one, it's at like, like Steve Martin lives there and uh, damn it, what's it called? Just really Beverly cool. Beverly Hills? Little, Banjo no, Town. <laughs> Banjo, Banjo Town, Beverly Hills. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Banjo Town. <laughs> it's, it's in the, it's in the, it's in the Southeast and like it was the night of the election and there were people that were, it was like, Oh, we don't know which way it's going to go. It's yeah. coming in here and there. And I hadn't even thought about mail-in ballots and the, it would right. look really, I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And guys were driving their pickups in and just antagonizing the hippies in town with oh, Trump wow. flags. And it was like, I don't like the, how this feels. Yeah. Right. Regardless of who wins, I fucking hate the decorum. Yeah. You know, yeah. where you're just screaming and being an asshole. So like to kind of land in there and just have that, like, Oh God, you know, yeah. I, I was very surprised that we didn't have any part of us that were like, let's just go dance. Let's go dance around <laughs> yeah, the street, yeah. you know. <laughs> so we have this non-walking baby. Yeah. You know. So it was like, oh man. Anyway. You had to celebrate with her. You had to include her in the celebration. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 This this clueless child. In basically party town USA. That's the funniest yes. part. Is yeah. like is like the oh, greatest yeah. thing to celebrate and the best place to do it. And you guys are just like Okay, we're turning in. It's 10.30. Yeah, not gotta... a lot of babies at Mardi Gras. There should be. <laughs> no, and I will, I will say dur- during 2020, the, you know, it's like when you go to, um, if you go through the, 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 let's say, go down Bourbon Street, like 7 a.m., uh-huh. it's the saddest place in the world. You know, it's just like there's cups and barf. It was, <laughs> it, 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 it was sad all the time because no one's there. Yeah. And the bars are trying to stay around. Ugh. And, you know, the, the the only people wandering the streets are just, they start talking to you right away. And you're like, okay, I don't want any of what you're selling, you know. Uh, baby, huh? Yeah, my sister has a baby. You know, I just, I've noticed that. Okay, no, 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 we're not starting. <laughs> we're not, you and I are not talking. Stop walking along with us. Do yeah. not say the word Christ to me. Do not Please. bring <laughs> him up. Yeah. And I think it was actually more nefarious than that. It was like someone who's like, you know, could you loan me a, it's just this kind of wandering skeevy dudes and then that's when you turn to him and say i'd love to talk to you about christ and then yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that that way will you pray with me sir Uh, (laughs) nothing's worth this yeah (laughs) running away Mm -hmm. oh my i do you feel matt you've been on the road right doing shows Uh, do you find that uh strange people are in the audience and feeling empowered and being more vocal than a few dude. years ago, last night, I, a very strange, <laughs> yes. scary I, dude 
I scaled back my road this year. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it was the smartest thing I ever did. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm home way more. Um, I'm, I'm helping my wife way more, you know, we, Rose goes to daycare all day. Uh, but weekend she's, she's with us and that's what we want it. But when it's just one of us all weekend, it's, it's a lot, you know, um, the two of us, it's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was in, I was in this club, this great club called laugh camp in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. And the first, the second show, Friday night, these two dudes would not shut up. And I don't mean they're talking. They just kept yelling stuff right. during my setups. Yeah. And I'm just like this. I, I put out the fire, put out the fire like six, seven times and finally went, all right, you guys got to go, man. And the crowd's like applauding because the crowd is turned on. And the crowd is like, yeah, yeah. don't shut up. And they're like, what? No. And they got walked out by this old bartender. There's no security. Yeah. And finished the set, had a had a good one, got, got went to the bar for for a beer with the staff and i'm just making conversation with the bartender and i was like what the hell well, those guys were like what 25 and he's like no they were in their 50s and that threw me for such yeah. a loop mm-hmm. that the next night i had a so-so set where i could not get my bearings not yeah. that i was afraid of people talking to me i don't really care about that because it eventually gets snuffed but just how old yeah drunk and unaware they yeah. were it just went, I was like, who the, who is this? Yeah. The worst, uh, hecklers I ever had at crackers in Indianapolis, oh, I, yeah. they wouldn't stop. And I asked them who they, what they did for a living. Cause you know, I love crowd work. And oh, they yeah. were like, we're high school history teachers. They were Jesus high school Christ. teachers and they were being the most disruptive children in the room, you know? Yeah. They're like, there's, it's, it's time for me to get some. Yeah, you know, those kids interrupt me all the yeah. time. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a paper airplane at you. That's, they had to be 50s, 1950s teachers. They keep they keep yelling boner like during everyone. You're like, would you stop? Please stop yelling boner. <laughs> I feel like also these it all is tied together with the communal thread of either people are drinking too much these days or yep. they're on yeah. they're on a ton of fucking pills in that way where they're they're like when they're in the real world it doesn't feel real to them anymore so they're doing shit like that i th- i feel like that's like a yeah. people are just kind of like on drugs or that's on the biggest stuff. part i think everyone's kind of wasted yeah. right now yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. rightfully I, so <laughs> look i I get it. It's a it's a it's a time of high anxiety, but it's like not that you can ever totally check out from reality, but the time to do that is when you're in your early 20s. Yes. I'll, you know what? I'll say all of your 20s, maybe some of your 30s. Yeah. You go to a festival and blackout. OK, yeah, fair. <laughs> have friends that look out for you. But it's like, you know, when you get into adulthood and you have some modicum of responsibility, <laughs> like like, OK, for example, your guys. They're teachers, okay? They're like, wouldn't it be crazy if at the lights come up, we just stood up and, and pulled each other's dicks out of our pants? Yeah, Would that yeah. be crazy? And they do that, and they're like, eh, or whatever. And one of their students is there with their parents, and that fucks up that student's head yeah. so bad. Where they're like, it wasn't even sexual. Yeah. It's not like he wanted to touch his friend's penis. They were just trying to be disgusting. I do like the mutualism public, that you just like, came up with on the top of your head. Like, I'll pull yeah, yours out. Yeah, this is quite you... a hypothetical. It's quite a hypothetical. <laughs> to, be a fa- to be fair, I said something way cooler than those guys would ever <laughs> be, be comfortable to do. Um, okay, okay. And then this this student is just like, 
fuck, I didn't know Mr. Dorsey was like such a piece of shit. Yeah, like right. I was, he seemed like kind of a nerd, but I, I like the stuff he's talking about and he has insight. Boy, it, it's a real Jekyll and Hyde situation when that guy gets drunk. <laughs> yeah. Any civics court history, uh, it seemed government, those classes seem to be taught, I don't know why, by football coaches and gym teachers. Mm -hmm. And yep. these guys were big, oh, uh, yeah. f like, yeah. jockey dudes. <laughs> you know, just locker room uh, poke and tickle. What's the problem? <laughs> I, I definitely, I had a history teacher who had the whole, you'll grow out of it if you cared about any other strata of society besides yeah. your own. You know, it's just like, <laughs> nope, nope. You'll get it. You'll someday you'll know yeah. that those people. Oh, God. Why are you talking? Why are you teaching us history? Why are you teaching children? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Uh, I also think that all the hecklers are being empowered by this, this trend now of uh, everyone trying to do a viral. Uh, oh, crowd work crowd video. Work yeah. video. Oh, my God. Like, yes, I don't want to burn absolutely. my material. So I'm going to do a lot of, hey, what do you do for a livings? And yeah. uh, and it's kind of I I, I've noticed it affecting audiences. I get it, and I I like crowd work. It's great, but uh, crowds have been uh, chirpy and talky and confident. It's like the super drunk person that thinks they're helping times ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I know, I know what you know. Yeah, yeah. that's that's my my cousin does that. <laughs> also, there's a lot of those people, like in the, the viral videos I've watched of comics that are getting somehow quote unquote attacked is those hecklers are genuinely stupid. So it's like right. it's like a thing where it's kind of like you're you're trying to be witty toward a barking dog because yeah. that's they're just drunk right. and basically going like I don't have to think the way you think or it's like get out of here <laughs> Aunt Carol, what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's genuinely sad. Yes. A lot of those videos where you're like this is a person with a broken mind and a broken life. Yes. They went to a comedy club to fight with like premises. Yeah. Like, it's, stop it. But then doing? they got drunk and then you read in the comments that they lost their job or something. It's like, well, I don't want that. I just, oh, maybe I I'll stay a, home. Yeah, I had a, for real. A drunk, uh, a drunk <laughs> pair of women during my setups. You could just hear them discussing something as loud as we're talking right now oh, no. in the silence that is yeah. there when we're not talking. And everyone kept shushing them. Everyone kept shushing them. And I was like, I, I just, I just put them out, put them out, put them out. Then finally snapped and go. And just, I just yelled, you got to shut the fuck up. And, like, I, I did that. And, like, and I hate doing that. Yeah. I hate when I snap, feel like I lost control and applause. <laughs> but then and after the show, People were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And they were like, well, we were with our friend in the hospital and she has cancer. Oh, it was God. like, no. All right. That is nothing. Leave your fucking friend out of it. You were an yeah. asshole. The end. And don't be like, I need to drink nine drinks. This is so hard to get through. And then go to a comedy. Yeah. Like, right. Go drink nine just, drinks at a bar where they like stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Where the music is loud and yes. you can be loud too. Do yeah. your thing. Yes. I'll never forget. This reminded me, but it's very off topic. But when I lived Please. in San Francisco, <laughs> when I lived in San Francisco, and, and now that I think back, like we were living off the fat of the land in the early 90s. It's fucking hilarious. Like I worked at The Gap and I was able to live in San Francisco and, and like <laughs> go out to dinner. Whenever that just I made me laugh. Insanity, that <laughs> just just insane. So but, right. <laughs> um, 
we got drunk because that's what we did every weekend, like literally buying Budweiser tall boys, drinking as many as we can, and then going to get like one or two drinks in an actual bar. Cause we had yes. to like, you had to figure out how to oh, get, yeah. your, get your buzz I, on. I did that. Matt Pre-game. and I have done that yeah. together. Continue. We have, yeah. go on. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's the classic, uh, like when you're 27 and you're like, this is how we're going to do this. We yep. rolled in super drunk to a jazz bar on Market Street where <laughs> some jazz legend had come to play and the room probably had 50 people in it. We plopped down in a booth and we're just like, anyway, so that fucking guy says to me and people are like, <gasps> and like the hardcore shushing we were getting and I'm like trying to drink like a, you know, a Greyhound or something and we we think that we're just sitting there to drink and smoke and talk over this fucking, it was it could have been fucking Stan Getz. It could have been the yeah, greatest yeah. jazz musician of all yeah. time. And we were literally treating it like b- background music. And oh, the yeah. we were so drunk. And then the vibe, it was like the entire room turned on us. And when they were yeah. like, we got to get out of here. Like suddenly we came to yeah. like, oh, we fucked this up so bad. But But it feels to me like the people that end up being like those ridiculous, like endless hecklers, they're so drunk they can't come up into even feeling that the entire room hates them. They're still way under there. Yeah, they're what I call invisible drunk. Like we've all been there where it's like, you're so so hammered, you're taking your clothes off. And it's like, (laughs) fuck, stop, stop. No one can see me. You don't, you're like, no, everything's just warm and cool. Everybody's cool. (laughs) You're not even like, your intellect isn't even adjusting the fact that people's faces are like, Oh God, right. stop, stop, stop. Like you're shocking everyone. It's that level of lack of awareness. That's yeah. what happened in the most recent where the the crowd, the audience member threw that beer at uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. the comic. Oh, yeah. And I wish I knew her name right now, but it she picked it up and just kept drinking it. I thought it was kind yeah. of a badass move. But oh, incredible. They, incredible. they did not realize the audience was against them until she oh. said, do you guys think they should stop? And everyone cheered and that's what, all of a sudden they weren't invisible. There was that moment yes. yeah. and it caused the guy with to throw a beer. Yeah. Someone took a beer and just as they're throwing it in their mind, they're like, this is fine. Yeah. Yes. Like this is like, that's, that's a level of drunk. That's, I mean, above and beyond the yeah. call of duty. Yes, like, it my really God. makes me want to focus on podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do not, it does not might make real. me want to go to LAX and fly somewhere. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, those two guys, there was, there was a guy in front of them who was kind of like, you're, you're kind of crazy young guy who actually looked like this, the same, the same look as like Fairbanks 10, 15 years ago. When you, when you, when you had, you had the flat bill and that bush of curls yeah, behind, yeah, your, yeah. behind your head, orange behind your shirt, oh, curly hair, orange <laughs> shirt. And, <laughs> and he, he was, he was in front of them. And he was, he was about your size. He's turned around and looked right at those guys. He's like, he's like, I'm going to beat the fuck out of both you guys. Shut up. And like, after the show, the guy was standing there. He like, people were like, Tay, way to handle it, shaking my hand. And this, and this kid was like, oh man, I was about to fucking throw down, bro. And I'm like, I know. And I'm glad you did. I'm glad. I don't want this to become a, a fucking, you know, kettle of, of madness. I don't want. I don't want anyone to get punched. I don't oh, care God. what they did. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't want this stuff to start. Like, ugh. 
Well, yeah. and also it doesn't make sense to me at those clubs that don't take action immediately because I think yeah. many of us, if you if you did the majority of your stage time coming up in Los Angeles and you got to play at places like, you know, the Hollywood Improv or Largo or any of those places where immediately you'd get dragged out of that fucking yeah. room. There's no way they would let two drunk guys just sit there and have their way right. with the show. That and ruins everything. It's tough because that place is, and people, people not that you said that, but people are, there are people like, what, what did security, they did nothing. And I'm like, this club is holding on by a string. Yes, they don't have yes. security. Right. They have, they had a small woman doing sound and a bartender <laughs> who was like almost my dad's age. Um, who, but I later found out the guy who told me that he, uh, they were in their fifties, he had a concealed carry on him. And I yeah. was like, Oh boy, you imagine his training Shit. kicks in. Pop, pop. Just keep going, Bronger. It's all, oh, Lord. These two dead bodies. Oh, that's my closer. I like that you said they have a small woman doing sound. Like a tall woman would have cost them more. So they had to get a small woman because they were hanging on by the edge. Just, it's all it's all about numbers and, yeah. and, and mass. Well, when with it, an comes... eight-piece band, like a, a music outfit, they do have an eight-foot-tall woman that comes in for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, she does, sec the she more... does security, does the scheduling. Yeah. yeah. The more complicated the job, the taller the person. That's how yeah. it's always been, That's right? how it is. That's how it's always been. Yeah, last it's so night true. Uh, at Fable, I did um, Mike Bridenstine and Mike Holmes' show at Fable. Yeah, that, great show. That, great that, show. My crazy guy that was focused on me and was following me around and sitting next to me. Oh, God. To, to at such a crazy level where I was just like, oh, I have to engage with him. He's like a lost person. Maybe connecting with him is... The way to go, but it wasn't. He was crazy, and they finally they, <laughs> uh, they kicked him out, and they did a good job of it. So that sometimes, oh, yeah, yeah, they're because nice. it was a bar, and there was a bouncer up front. Like, yeah, bars have bouncers. Comedy clubs are like, ah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's part of the job. Though, you joke your way through it. <laughs> uh, uh, even though uh, a comedy club is just a bar with a mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For real. Really, all it is. <laughs> they, all it is. You it know. doesn't matter even what we're doing on stage as long as we're selling drinks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Do you, a I, lot of people, I was about to change the subject. Did you have any uh, conclusionary remarks about the current subject? Not me. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. what I don't know what to do about it. I'm hoping it I'm hoping it works itself out and comics find something else to do videos about or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's not ugh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Most of the guests we have on here, I'd say about more than half of them, we end up talking inevitably about good times at Bridgetown. And it wasn't Yay! until I read your yeah. information sheet. My I forgot topic. that that first year where I stayed in your tall dad's basement. You did. Uh, with you did. your short dad and your, no, I get it. Uh, your tall, yeah. both your parents are very tall and very sweet. And I was in the basement because I was like one of the last comics to be added. But that was one of the, the first, second year, maybe. You started that with Andy. I did. I yeah. did. And um, uh, we had a lot of people who did the real work and it was awesome. I mostly just watched tape and asked my famous or friends to do it. <laughs> uh, and then I would I would do it myself as well. But, you know, even with uh, all the money that came in, of which I never took a dime, I didn't think that was the right thing to do because I didn't do a lot of work for it. And I always had so much fun. Um, you know, they were all making about as much as you'd make at a Burger King right? Yeah. for a, for a year's sure. worth of work. So it's after 10 years, 
when Andy was like, I think this might be it. I was like, dude, I get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I get so, it. but it's funny that you, like you were in the basement. It was just like, there was no money then to, to put anybody anywhere. Yeah. You know, so like people were staying over in friends' houses yeah. and, and all that jazz. And um, oh, well, was... I hope the people that worked at Bridgetown year after year, and even any, even if a, a one-off year, I hope they understand what a gift they were giving the performers. Because yeah. Yeah. I have so many amazing. I mean, I think I went two or three years. Yeah. I, every memory I have from there, every performance, every like location, the bartenders, the staff, the people that worked there, the other comics, like it was such, it wasn't just like stand up summer camp. There was this other kind of like really beautiful shared art experience that only those people could have provided for us. And like, you know, a Ron Lynch midnight show where everyone's doing some weird thing he made up and it turns out to be the fucking greatest thing you've ever seen. Like there was so much of that shit going on at Bridgetown. It, it truly, especially in quarantine, I thought about different shit we did at Bridgetown so much because it was yeah. like, yeah. it would be so fun to be in that big party room again, or it'd be so fun to, you know, whatever idea. And it's just yeah. such a, it's such a lovely, you know, like people did work really hard and volunteered and kind of gave it their all, but uh, it was such a great experience. Yeah. It was such a great yeah. festival. Oh yeah. I, 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 yeah, same. Like, like, it, every single year it was it was different but the same in that everybody had such a gas had such a great time the shows were so incredible and you know i mean we we caught so much hell for our uh you know what what some peep comics would call like anti-white dude segregation or whatever but it was just like we just had like slots to fill and it was just like all right we're full up full up white dudes you know and right, it was just yeah. like you know it just Portland is already such a white place. And I think, you know, like that was the only real negative was Andy would catch hell. I never, no one said ever said shit to me. Um, But, you know, the positive thing was it laid this groundwork for uh, comedy in Portland was good and had a a definite scene, but now the scene is enormous and has been since like the the halfway point, the five year point of Bridgetown. Like it's, it's so great there. Like, you know, uh, Kanane lives there now. He lives, yeah, in, uh, yeah, I saw lives in Beaverton with Rachel. And like, he just does, does gigs in town and he's always telling me, he's like, fuck, everyone's so good. He's like, yeah. I feel terrible, you know, no. sometimes, you know. <laughs> well, it's just, yeah, but don't you, I mean, every every comic, I, 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 I play the comedy store once or twice a week and I'll always go there and I'll watch at least two people that make me feel like dog shit. Yeah, it's like, good. where I'm just like, yeah, you need that. You need someone who's just like, God damn it. Why, why do I have to follow and that? That is a new thing. Yeah. People are getting good and I like that. I'm not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone's doing crowd work videos. I'm, I, there's so no. many comics are so amazing right so now. So amazing. Well, and the people watching other people over the years, it's like the benefit of being somebody that's starting or it, five years in right now is all of the people who, who did it before. Right. So it's right. like, it's, it's the natural progression and it is the perfect thing for like a person who's like a stand up comic personality to have all of their jealousy triggered because it's like, <laughs> that's how good I wanted to be. And like, oh, like the <laughs> last yeah. time I did stand up, like I had to follow James Fritz. Have you had to follow James Fritz lately? Like his shit is about important things right now that people are talking about, but the jokes are amazing. He is fucking hilarious, completely authentic. So it's that kind of thing where I'm like, 
I don't need to do this. If this is the level that people are doing, I have had my chance. And like, and God bless everybody do this level because I'm bringing the level down with my, I'm actually reading my tweets out loud (laughs) and basically telling everybody I don't care enough to try. And then meanwhile, people are putting together like, it's not just like late night sets anymore. People are putting together one man or woman shows and and just doing them like 15 minute increments is beautiful. No, I have two that I cons- consistently have to fucking follow. It, it makes me furious. Uh, is um, uh, Rick Ingram, who is like the greatest living uh, uh, crowd work man of all time. <laughs> like that, that guy, Chris Rock, took him on tour, yeah, like all through Europe. And I would die to see him just roast a French crowd. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. He just says the craziest shit to people and uh, just never has material. And I'm just like, fuck you. I've been trying to write all day. And then, you know, Fahim Anwar will just do the silliest oh premise and it will just destroy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, he's, he's never not funny. Like, yeah. it's, you know, and I've told him that. It's just, he's one of those guys, and he's one of those guys who, like, the biggest names be like, oh, Fahim's up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just, but it's like, I still get that definite imposter syndrome from but them and others, but it's like, so what? You know, yes. like, you yes. still, yeah. That's it's part just, of it. It is part of it. It's it part, part of the of it. engine. It's like the it's the fuel in the engine that gets you so that you, you know, that so that you do the next thing and the bigger thing and take a bigger bite. Well, and Rick is so negative that when he found out I I quit my podcast, he was so jealous. Like he's in the parking lot. He's like, "Are you? He's, he quit his fucking podcast. You can do that. <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn it, bro! You're, you're a better man, and I hate it." You know. <laughs> What, for quitting? I've inspired you by, by giving up? Yeah, I really had a, a, a feeling last night when I uh, of getting older, my career having been going on a long time, is that I wrote some jokes and I wrote them on a piece of paper. And then I was on stage and because of the, there wasn't a stark spotlight, I looked down at my notes and it was just blurry. I couldn't read. <laughs> oh, God. Because I that. need these reading glasses now. And I sat on them, as you can see, they're... It's just one arm, uh, whatever. Uh, so last time I'm like, well, I have new jokes here, but it's a series of <laughs> vague and, and uh, watercolor stripes. I have no <laughs> idea what I wrote down. Do you have anything you want to plug uh, before we go? Yeah, my uh, my special Doug, which is named after a terrible man my wife and I met on vacation once, uh, <laughs> is... Is uh on uh it's on everywhere on video on demand. Um, it's just I tell the story of me driving across the country, uh, us having the baby, how fatherhood has just changed me, and also looking back on my garbage days and how actually being with a with a a, a pirate woman partner is, has made life a lot more fun. Yeah. So that's that's out there, and um, yeah. Nice. Check out Doug. That's Check great. Out Doug. And, and this episode of Do You Need a Ride, we're gonna go ahead and dedicate to Doug. Please do. This one's for Doug. Awesome. Thanks for being here, Matt. Matt. Thanks for being here. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. It was awesome. Appreciate it. Love you both. Had fun. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R. This has been an exactly right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome.
Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.